Hi and welcome back to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. My name is Prashant Malkani and the topic for today's episode is the value of synergies between omni-channel touchpoints. So what is a touchpoint? A touchpoint is any platform owned by a brand that provides a customer with the option to know more about their product or service and with the possibility to transact. Touchpoints can be digital like websites, apps, etc. or offline like branches, stores, etc. In most cases, marketing budgets are spent to lead your prospects or existing customers to one of your touchpoints and hence the value of these touchpoints are extremely high. As a brand, it's important to understand that a single prospective customer can interact with multiple touchpoints through their customer journey or a prospect can enter the journey at any of your touchpoints. Hence, synergies between your omni-channel touchpoints is key. To help dwell further into this topic, I have Priyanka Agrawal on today's episode. Priyanka is the country head for Isobar Consulting and the co-founder of Fractal Inc. Through her journey, she has helped and continues to provide support to companies looking to build their touchpoint journeys to provide a seamless customer experience. So without further ado, let's dive right in to today's conversation. Hi Priyanka and welcome to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. Pleasure is all mine Prashant. Thanks for having me here. Thank you so much for coming on board. Okay, so just start today's topic which uh, revolves around the touch points and the important importance of touch points. Everyone, you know, working for a brand or a partner or an agency understands the value of customer experience. One of the key things that I believe is a huge part of the customer experience are actually the touch points. So it could be digital touch points, it could be offline touch points. So if you can just possibly put some light on how brand touch points are actually key to enhance a customer's journey or customer experience sure prashant so uh, in my opinion uh, so we are living in a era of an evolved customer yeah. uh, if i may yeah uh, you know the customers who are actively online they're making informed decisions they're doing their research online and it is no longer an era wherein you know in the earlier days we used to have a brand loyalty and a strong brand loyalty so if i was yeah. a, a colgate user i would be using colgate for that. Yeah. yeah i'll stick to that for years together yeah. uh, there was no reason for me to shift uh, my loyalty from there right now the attention span of uh, users where you can grab their attention is not more than 6 to 8 seconds right and in that yeah. there is a huge competition of brands as well now how does a brand actually come in, into the consideration set of the user is that that window of um, catching the attention is very very small so yeah. ultimately the touch point then becomes very important because the touch point is not starting from the brand itself the touch point is starting elsewhere as you said you know it might be offline it might be through an aggregator site it might be through your own uh, brand promotion or it might be just through a word of mouth it can start from anywhere but from yeah. there what is it that we do differently is what makes uh, uh, the journey and the experience very uh, important so the problem right now with today's generation is that they uh, look for convenience they look for experience they are not they are not ready to wait just because i am a legacy brand they are not ready to wait and let me do things the way i would have done in the past so yeah. we need to up the we need to have 
a very active involvement in all the customer touch points right from the word go yeah and uh, just also theming from something that you know we just discussed is that touch points can be online they can be offline as we've already spoken about uh, but i think the one thing that possibly brands or organizations need to keep a lookout on is that possibly customer experiences can't start from square one you know for example if a customer has already say visited a branch or visited a site uh, in the uh, in the offline space an online touch point also possibly needs to continue the journey from there so since there are multiple touch points can be possibly form synergies between offline and online touch points so uh, this is a very important um, uh, question prashant because this is what yeah. we uh, as experience design studio we actually uh, struggle with or actually try to incorporate this on a day to day basis into our projects into our uh, solutioning which we do for our uh, clients now as you rightly said that the start point can be uh, offline going to online then coming back to offline or it might be completely online and the last mile goes to you know uh, offline journey so wherever uh, it is what starts from the uh, creating the synergies the first and the foremost important pa- part for us is creating that service blueprint and that service blueprint when we create it is important for us to look at you know uh, whether it is a uh, new customer a first time user whom we mm-hmm. don't know anything about or mm-hmm. whether the person has been to us has interacted a little bit but we we don't know uh, too much about him but a little bit uh, information we have yeah. about this person yeah. or the person is a return customer and we know things about this person yeah. based on this pieces of information and the context in which the person is coming to us now the context as you said can be uh, offline where he has visited a branch and done some transaction how do we capture that information on the back end side and who are these people who are interacting who are the frontline staff who's interacting with this person in an offline environment then transferring this information to the back end which again populates your online you know so that the person when yeah. he goes back or is looking at the sms or is looking at the um, transaction details online then how do we continue that experience okay you have got a emi card approved of say for x amount now how do you use this emi card uh to make purchases you know that yeah. that continuation of the conversation is which is extremely important and that is how the service blueprinting actually makes it very very easy because we can map out the as is journey of how it is happening then identify the gaps and put in the filters of how others are handling it and hence what is the technology intervention we can do at this point to be able to fulfill these uh, gaps and the opportunities as well in terms yeah. of how do we enhance the experience and create a delight in the user's uh, journey yeah yeah another scenario if you look at so if if you look at ola for example hmm. now ola uh, has a good app or uber both of them they have a very good app you can book uh, the digital side of it hardly has any problem when does a yeah. problem start when you when you start waiting for the taxi in at 45 degrees in mumbai Yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. taxi driver is not able to find you the location is not showing proper that yeah. experience that offline and uh, online handover when it happens and it is not smooth is where the experiences start to break at mm-hmm. that point what should be and there there are physical problems right there are problems which you can't really do anything about like a traffic you can't do anything about Correct. but the conversation you have with the customer at that point is important so yeah. i have been waiting for in 45 degrees for 15 minutes for you to come as yeah. a driver show me an attitude i have a problem i have a bad experience yeah. but if you 
start by calming me down giving me a bottle of water or whatever i'm saying that you know that is a part of the experience that needs to be created so that we know the context we know how the customer has felt in the last 10 minutes and then have corrective measures on top of it understood and uh, you know through this response i think you mentioned the word blueprint a few times just for a better understanding for the listeners as well in case if there is an existing brand who already has multiple touch points and they want to you know form synergies uh, could you possibly throw some light in terms of what is the process flow that you all normally look at sure so uh, we work a lot with the banking and financial services uh, sector so right. 60 70% of our business is uh, from uh, the bfsi segment so i'll take an example which is relevant to that i'll not name the company but uh, just for an sure, example sure yeah so uh, say uh, a company has a credit card line okay now this credit card line is working in a certain way right from identifying the customer uh, selling that card to onboarding the, the procurement of the card for the user and then online uh, and offline transactions the tracking the reward points and the loyalty and uh, that entire journey right so there is a certain way a company would be carrying out these processes end to end process in a way right, right. and it, since it is an existing business they would have their process flow mapped yeah now when we come in our first task is to map this journey out we map out the as is process which the company is following right now step by step mm. right from acquisition to conversion to onboarding to transaction and then loyalty and rewards and the brand uh, for them becoming a brand ambassador for your uh, company yeah. so that entire step by step is mapped now what we do is we will go and look for benchmarking or uh, product tear downs we call them for mm. different companies of how they are handling it okay then we yeah. map it out say that we are doing this currently like this here company x has the most optimized process and they are so we are doing it in seven steps they are doing it in four steps right now so what are the opportunities then the trade off starts to happen company says that according to the regulations in this and that we can't do it in four steps we have to do these six steps completely we still try to push that you know for the customer centricity point of view these are the optimum steps and if the company yeah. b can do it i can't b so you know that those kind of trade offs with the stakeholders happen at that point hmm. then we map out that okay this is the uh, based on the two and four we map out that this is the journey which we will take now yeah. based on this yeah. journey these are the tech enhancements which you need to do these are the new softwares which you would not need to buy these are the new tie ups which you might need to do uh, this is the frontline staff training which you might have to do and this is the back end uh, employees of how they support their frontline uh, employees so that everything is mapped into one document and mm-hmm. that then becomes the base of creating the experience for that journey interesting if that makes it clear <laughs> yes yes actually very and very detailed and i think this will be quite fruitful you know for people who are uh, actually looking at you know customer mapping customer journeys experience because touch points definitely is a you know a major part in this entire process so i think it was it was quite detailed and thank you for that just moving on to a lit something a little more specific within the touch points conversation that we've been having is hyper personalization uh, now hyper personalization is something that people have actually been speaking about this term since the last few years but i i or at least i personally feel that very few companies have been able to adopt it because what i have realized through my experiences firstly people get 
very confused between customization and personalization. So a lot of things that brands do is actually customized and it's not personalized for every particular specific person. So if we speak about hyper-personalization within touch points, uh, is this something that a lot of brands are asking for? Is this something that you see happening at touch points? And if so, uh, how how would your recommendation be to actually focus on this? Because, I mean, every customer wants to feel special. Every customer wants to feel like the brand is concerned about him or her. Uh, so hence, hyper-personalization plays a huge role. But have you, have you uh, seen this take place and if so maybe if you could just probably share an example with us yeah so um, this is a very very hot topic prashant nowadays in all boardroom conversations right now uh, because you know as yeah. we said that you know the five to uh, five to six seconds or eight seconds window which we have uh, how do we grab attention is the most popular conversation uh, across all product teams across uh, the c-suite level that how do yeah. we capture this uh, thing. So let us understand three basic concepts. One, as you said, is a personalization, which we have been doing for years. Now that personalization, according to me, is that what they say is, uh, you have my details, whatever communication which you do with me, you will Mm -hmm. add my name and have a little personal touch uh, for me in that sense. Simple terms of personalization. Customization, on the other hand, is things which you allow me to do as a user to be able to make things more personal to me, right? Uh, like, for example, if I am using your, uh, using a, in a B2B scenario, if I'm using your software as a business user, I have say four or five different tasks, which I do regularly. The software actually allows me to drag and drop those four or five things, which I can customize according to my use. And each business user behaves differently in that sense. Uh, they are able to utilize your software in that customized kind of manner. Coming to hyper-personalization, this, here is where, you know, the data starts playing a very, very important role. Yeah. Now, to give you an example, say if I have, uh, I'm browsing for a black t-shirt, which is small in size, and I'm browsing for it in your brand, or maybe in an aggregated brand, for example. So I'm browsing it on a, uh, Amazon. Now, what you can do is that if within 15 seconds of me leaving that site, you can analyze my affinity of uh, whether I like discounted goods or uh, I wait for discounts or, or I buy it at full price, whether uh, I have searched other things on the same brand or the same product category. You can see that what is the most propensity of in terms of time that I buy say on a Saturday morning between 10 to 11 is the most bought uh, from from my side of it. You can always see that when um, uh, when do I mostly um, come onto the, to your site as well, you know? Yeah. So yeah. with four or five pieces of information, you can then have a notification specifically for me on Saturday at 11 o'clock with a discounted uh, rate on that T-shirt saying that this is available at this price and uh, you know uh, the, the, the time you send me the sms is at that exact time when you know that this is the window which i am uh, normally look at yeah. so you know then it becomes hyper personalized then it is yeah. for me specifically and this is all the play of data and you, you know users yeah. right now are giving data and they want this convenience they want to uh, have things which are for them yeah so 
you know moving conversations from just boardrooms and upper management to actual execution of things like this definitely from from my experience and knowledge it definitely yeah. hits bottom line in in a great way just putting this last question before we end today's episode uh we have spoken about you know touch points and uh probably new generation touch points like ar vr holograms etc uh from a brand perspective uh, but if you think of this from an audience or a customer perspective and especially if you talk about audience or customers in a in a country like india uh where till not so long ago you know we believed in you know touch and feel and then only make these purchase decisions so do you think consumption or consumer patterns from from a buying standpoint have changed so definitely from probably people of the age group of 30 and below definitely there's a change where they would prefer uh, you know shopping or making buying decisions online but for people who were always used to this touch and feel uh, do you think those patterns have changed because what i see is or what i feel is that there is a difference between the need and the want taking your uh, you know the example of a washing machine for example uh, there's a need if you know your washing machine breaks down you can't be serviced anymore uh, it's been too old and you have to buy one so then i can still expect people or customers actually coming online and you know going through this experience and actually purchasing a machine out of it but from a want standpoint just you know how people used to shop earlier by going into uh, an electronic store seeing about you know 20 machines lying in front of them being able to speak to the customer service person and just buying it not because their machine is spoiled but just from an upgrade standpoint so do you see a lot of change happening in the latter or or not not yet from the traditional consumers in in india if i can put that yeah so uh, india actually is a very very diverse nation and as a principle uh, what we normally see and this is not only the age group this is the uh, different cities as well you know whereas as you go in the interiors of india yeah, there is a yeah. different pattern in the same age group as well so yeah. the diversity in itself makes it very very hard for digital to uh, have a common ground for people so uh, we normally uh, i mean just digressing a little bit uh, here we normally sure. follow a pattern of either a progressive enhancement or a graceful degradation let me explain mm, that a little bit mm, mm. so when we say progressive enhancement we say that in an urban uh, in a rural environment people have these kind of networks they have this kind of devices they are uh, this kind of literacy level and these are the kind of languages which they speak in this what is the optimum experience which you can provide and you start with that as a base and then you keep enhancing progressively enhancing the experience as the device types and the literacy levels go on increasing for people so that's a progressive mm. enhancement yeah uh, depending on your target audiences whether they are in more in rural you go for this kind of an uh, categorization versus if your more of your customers are in the urban situation and lesser in the tier 2 tier 3 cities then mm. you go for graceful degradation you design for the highest and you carefully start stripping off some of the experiences which the lower devices can't handle so Understood. that is a is a is a way of being a little inclusive and yet providing optimum experiences for all the different customers mm. now in terms of the behavior shift again if you look at the target audiences there is a pattern so now let me just come to the urban side of uh, population now yeah. if i look at 
the younger generation they are fully digital they read reviews they have a lot of uh, research uh, background which they do online even if yeah. they have to purchase offline they will do research online and then go offline and purchase yeah. if yeah. that is the scenario the middle generation they are self sufficient you know the till the age of uh, 45 i think they they uh, can do things on uh, by themselves and they are comfortable digitally uh, as well now the older generation the trick is that they are dri- driven by the younger generation because their kids are now the influencers for them so most of them you will find that the kids will say that you know why do you want to go to the bank let me do it for you online so the kids yeah. are doing most of their thing and they are educating the older generation to get online bit by bit so step by step they're getting uh, onward so there are, there, there is an influential segment for this group to be able to come on uh, board yeah. so point of whether they will go and buy directly or the offline the preferred mode will definitely be that but at the same time right now the scenario and the behavior shift which we are seeing is that the research bit still is happening completely uh, online yeah. so they will take their consideration sets they will look at the features on the different side they will look at the price points on the different sites and then decide that no finally i want to go see it in the physical store and then make a, so the 70 80% of the decision has already happened online yeah the final yes is when they want to go to the store because now they don't want to spend that much time in a crowded environment to be able to do that exploration mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. my opinion and that is where i think the behavior shift is also happening with customers yeah so interesting and i think with with all this great information that you've been able to provide we've reached the end of this episode so thank you so much priyanka for coming on board and sharing all of this has been extremely insightful definitely for me and i hope uh, for all the listeners this actually works from a thought provoking standpoint that tomorrow in case if you do want to integrate touch points and want to understand the value of touch points i think uh, priyanka has done a, a great job in in helping us uh, do that through through this episode so thank you again so much priyanka for coming on board thank you so much prashant for having me thank you thank you a short message for those who plan to start their own podcast you can visit www.hubhopperstudio.com hubhopper is india's leading podcast creation platform Start your podcast with Hub Hopper Studio and get your voice heard across multiple platforms. Click on the link in the episode description to know more. And for the rest of us, hope this episode was useful for you. And if you would like to know more about this topic, you can reach out to Priyanka on LinkedIn. And in case if you have any doubts, feedback or just want to spark a conversation, you can catch me on LinkedIn, Instagram or Twitter. This is me signing out for this episode and looking forward to seeing you on the next one. Subscribe to the podcast for regular updates and one last thing, don't forget to stay curious.